The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I was in Vina Kent many years ago, many years ago, and there was an older gentleman there, and I took him to the doctor. I was the translator. And the doctor said to him, he's going to have to lose some weight. The reason I took him was, was before Tishabov, he wanted to know if he could fast. I said, he wants to know if he could fast. The doctor said he could fast Tishabov, he could fast the day after Tishabov, the day afterwards, and he wouldn't, wouldn't hurt him if he fasted the day before. Vuzukta, what's he saying? He's saying it's okay for you to fast Tishabov. Oh, Baruch Hashem. He says, you know, tell him he really has to modify his diet. What should he eat? So I said, the doctor says he wants you to eat, you know, cottage cheese and some vegetables. So he goes, I'll eat it, but like, what else? What do, but what do I have for food? You know, I'll take that as the medicine, but what do I have for food? And finally, the doctor says to him, let me talk to him straight, okay? It's a try. He says, how old are you? Tell him I ate 75 Afrikaans. I said, doctor, he ate 75 Afrikaans. He looks at me and says, what in the world is an Afrikaan? I said, looks like your grandchildren never stole yours, huh? So I explained to him, it's the matzah that we eat toward the end of the Seder, and it's, uh, you know, it reminds us of the... Uh, the sacrifice on um, whatever. So he says, what does he mean he ate 75 Afrikaans? Why doesn't he just tell me how old he is? What is he, some kind of wise guy? I said, no, he has a message. Yeah, what's his message? I said, I better think of a good one. So I said, I'll tell you what he really means to say honestly. I said, he had a Pesach Seder. Do you have a Pesach Seder? He says, yeah. yeah. But he had a Pesach Seder back home in, in Hungary. He had a Pesach Seder in a ghetto. He had a Pesach Seder where he risked his life in a concentration camp. He had a Pesach Seder in a DP camp. He had a Pesach Seder when he got married. And I know this man, he lost his first wife. He was in the hospital the first couple of years. He had a Pesach Seder in, in, in even before Bikr Cholim rooms and hospitals. Then he remarried. It took time for him to have children. He had a Pesach Seder with his first baby, his second baby. And now his last Pesach Seder, they all got together, his family, they rented like a semi-hall with over 250, close to 300 grandchildren there, and that's because no one else could fit. So when he tells you that he ate 75 Afrikaans, he's trying to say he's gone through a lot of ups and downs in his life. And he looks at himself that I am who I am now because I had to have each one of those Pesach Seders where I was. Doctor wiped a tear from his eye. He said, I'd hate to tell you my history. I didn't press it, but we got the idea. He says, why is the Seder called a Seder? It's to remind you that even though you think that your life is at random, that you think that the events of your life, if you can go back and look at a diary, every single day of your life, from the day you were born, look at your parents' reflection on a baby by the Seder. And you went through your sibling rivalries and your elementary school years and your high school years. You went through every single Seder. The situation in my life was constantly changing. Are they connected? No, we don't see the dots. But after 120, you will see how each one is perfectly synchronized. And every event of my life, one step led to the other. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.